On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We welcome everybody to a crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Washington football team and the Locked On Buccaneers podcast right here. Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, along with James Yarko, the co-host of the Locked On Bucks Podcast, as we get you set for the Washington Football Team and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this Sunday at FedEx Field. Before we get into the content of our episode, this crossover episode of Locked On WFT and Locked On Bucks is brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there because I'm loving it. All right, good to have you aboard with us, James. Good to hook up with you. It's been a while since we had a chance to talk. Let's see. Your team has won a Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. and the team that I cover is still an absolute dumpster fire, I believe, since the last time we talked. How are you, pal? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm I'm excited to do this crossover, although, you know, I've said it on a couple of episodes, but full disclosure, I was really looking forward to us watching David in two different boxes have a conversation with himself for this crossover uh i i felt that would have been super entertaining but no it's it's fun to get back into the crossover game david's been doing those for us for the last couple of years whereas i started off you know i think the the last time you and i did one was my last year doing yeah the crossovers um but yeah it's it's been different rides for the two of us since the the last time we spoke though we hit some pretty low lows since then before uh before the right. super bowl well i i think i think if memory serves me correct i started doing washington uh back when of course they were the redskins in october of 2018 and i think we did an episode like that next month because that was that 16-3 game where Jameis and the Bucks offense under Dirk Cutter had like over 500 yards of offense and had three points. That which was is awesome. <laughs> because they kept turning the ball over. It was just absurd. I think that was the last time you and I got to do this. Uh, and chat. So either way, it's good. Uh, you know, now Jameis obviously in New Orleans torn ACL. Uh, wish him well, no ill uh, will. Uh, and then you get stuck with the greatest quarterback of all time. And when I say stuck, I mean yeah. like, hello, the greatest gift known to mankind just showed up at Bruce Arians' front door. Yeah, it's it's certainly a shame that they had to to find out what was behind door number two, and that <laughs> door just happened to be Tom Brady. Um, but yeah, it's it well, and and of course they had the matchup last year in in the wild card game, and right. you know that was the you know Taylor Heineke coming out party, which was uh, you know a little too exciting for my liking down the stretch in in that one. Um, but yeah, excited about this game. Both teams coming off the bye. Both are rested. I won't say that they're both healthy, but yeah, especially not the Buccaneers. But it it should be a it should be a fun matchup for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so we'll get right into uh, the swing of things here with a big story from each side. And you know, I'll ask you for yours. I mean, like you mentioned, both teams off by, so you don't have a recent game per se. But we know the Bucks. You know, first half, um, ultimately much better than Washington's. You mentioned the playoff game last January. I think both teams are, well, 
Tampa Bay is much more similar to what we saw then uh, when they rolled up, uh, I think it was like 550 or so yards of offense against this Washington defense. And Washington's defense is much the same in terms of eh, it's been pretty bad, uh, but Washington's offense kind of different uh, in a lot of ways as well. But from a big story perspective for you coming out of the bye, is it Tom Brady hating the 17 games? Is it the future and health of Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski? Where, where do you, is it something else you're worried about? It's 100% the health of, of the team. And it's, it's a mixture of, of good things and bad things when it comes to the injury front for the Buccaneers. They had Sean Murphy Bunting return to practice this week, which is huge for a secondary that's been decimated by injury. Carlton Davis, there's still no timetable on his return. Richard Sherman suited up against New Orleans, but he was a break glass in case of emergency kind of player. So they've been rolling out guys like Ross Cockrell, Pierre Desir, D. Delaney. Uh, Jamel Dean has really stepped up and played phenomenal football in the absence of, of Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis there. And in addition to that, they have Scotty Miller, Back in practice, he's been dealing with turf toe and has been on the IR all season. So having that deep threat starting to work his way back into practice, there's a light at the end of the tunnel for him. It's really exciting for, for the Buccaneers. You get your number two cornerback. You get your number, I don't know, pick a number out of a hat kind of a out of a wide receiver because after after Evans and Godwin, it's all kind of a, a right. mix of, of right. who's going to be the guy that day. But on the flip side, Antonio Brown does not look anywhere close to a return. There were there were some videos circulating of his rehab. He does not look good right now. As an insurance policy, they've gone out. They brought back Brashad Perryman to the practice squad. I think he gets activated sooner rather than later. But that's a guy that flourished in Bruce Arians' offense in, in Arians' first year in Tampa when Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both went down. He had something like, right. you know, almost 500 yards, and he had four touchdowns in the last three weeks of that season. Uh, it became a, an impact player, was able to parlay that with an opportunity with the New York Jets, and he's kind of bounced around, but it's nice to see him come back. And then the other big one to really look at is Jason Pierre-Paul. He tweeted out on Tuesday – that this rotator cuff injury that he has is the worst injury he's had in his career. He can't sleep at night. He can't move his arm. He's in agony all the time. But he said he's going to tough it out because he made a promise to himself that he wasn't going to miss games with injury. He still has some, some impact plays. He's getting to the quarterback. He's batting balls down. The sack numbers aren't there but he's not practicing through the week to save himself for Sundays. So that's certainly something to, to monitor moving forward because there's only so much toughness you can have, right? Where if, if it's such a debilitating injury that you can't move your arm, then you're causing more harm than good by being out on the field for the Bucs. And you're looking, if he has to have surgery, which it seems likely to me, there's a four to six month recovery period. So we may miss the beginning of next season. So the injuries are still the number one story in, in Tampa right now, because outside of the injuries, things are, are looking pretty good other than a couple of, of penalty issues right. and some losses to the Rams and Saints. Yeah. I, and, and I think, look, uh, ultimately the injuries and the lack of, or the potential return of guys here in Washington is also the number one story, but as you probably know, here in Washington, it is first 
a miserable two and six start uh, and and all the expectations, uh, you know, even before that Bucks playoff loss uh, at FedEx Field uh, in early January last year, there were expectations. Uh, so that's been the overwhelming or overarching story, if you will. And then uh, earlier this week, they replaced a place kicker um, with Joey Sly in for Chris Blewett, who had three blocks, uh, three block kicks in his two games with Washington uh, after they let go of uh, Dustin Hopkins. So those have been, you know, big, big kind of sub stories, if you will. Um, but the overall injury thing, you know, again, as we record this, we don't know who obviously is going to be active and, and what practice de designations are going to be for the entire week. But Washington is potentially looking at getting Brandon Sheriff, an all pro guard, uh, back for the first time in four plus games. Right tackle Sam Cosby, a rookie, back for the first time in three-plus games. Tight end Logan Thomas, back for the first time potentially in four-plus games. Uh, Deami Brown, a rookie wide receiver out of North Carolina, has been in and out. Cam Sims, same thing, in and out. Antonio Gibson has played their starting running back, but he's been less than 100% dealing with a shin injury. Uh, and they could get William Jackson III, a guy that they deemed absolutely necessary to go get um, in free agency. Why? Because partially Tom Brady and the Buccaneers absolutely torched uh, Ronald Darby in the game in that playoff loss that I was mentioning for Washington last January uh, and the playoff win, of course, for the Buccaneers, which kind of fueled them uh, the rest of the way. So really, again, that's the big overall arching uh, storyline here is, yes, you're two and six and that's a miserable disappointment. But are you even going to have close to your full roster or what you're hoping to be your full roster to try and contend and keep it close and give yourself a chance with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And oh, by the way, that's without even saying Curtis Samuel, who, again, we think is going to come back, but he's only played one game for Washington so far. Oh, and then a name that Buccaneers fans, quite honestly, remember, probably not for all the good things, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not coming back this week. And quite honestly, he might not come back for a couple of weeks, if at all, after being knocked out in the season opener. So a lot going on uh, here in Washington. Why don't we take our first time out uh, of this episode of this crossover Thursday edition of the Locked on Bucks and Locked on Washington football team podcast with James Yarko of Locked on Bucks. I am Chris Russell, Locked on Washington football team. We will have uh, our keys to the game, X's and O's. And our picks and predictions all still to come right here on this particular episode. Stay with us. Guys, it is, again, Chris Russell for our friends at McDonald's. This episode of the Locked On Washington football team and Locked On Bucks crossover edition is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been a place to get more than just a tasty, affordable meal. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Gosh, does that sound good? Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping uh, on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel, reconnect, and get set. Did somebody say a locked on Bucks, locked on Washington football team watch party at McDonald's? McDonald's, I'm loving it.
And for those of you that need to do the other kind of refueling, we have the perfect app for you, and that is Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. Right now, use promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you're going to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. You don't have to pay those astronomical full prices at the pump anymore. You get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, that's me. For those of you from uh, listening for the Washington football team, I'm a hockey dad. I am driving all over <laughs> a four-state area all the time to take my son to games. Get Upside has been a lifesaver, making up to two to $300 each month in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime using your bank account. You can send it to PayPal. You can redeem it for e-gift cards for places like Amazon, and they have everything. So why not? All you have to do is download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Bucks and the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen of each and every day. Again, a reminder, a gentle reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, uh, as are all of the Locked On podcast uh, productions. All right, along with James Yarko of Locked On Bucks, you can follow him on Twitter, as you see up on your screen. For those of you uh, watching on YouTube on the Bucks side, at Yarko underscore Bucks, me at WrestleMania 621. Uh, David is obviously out for uh, combined reasons on this particular episode. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, so, <laughs> James, uh, let's get into the key matchups uh, of this game. I, I, I guess I'll start from here. I mean, listen, Taylor Heineke surprised, of course, the NFL world last uh, January by making the surprise start. It wasn't a surprise to me that he was going to start. I, I pretty much knew that four or five days before. I Maybe the Bucks kind of had a suspicion. Maybe they didn't really know until, I don't know, that day or the day before, whatever. Uh, but Taylor Heineke balled, and he played his butt off, and he made some plays improvisationally, uh, extending plays, using his legs. Everybody remembers the touchdown dive. Uh, all, people should also remember that he got banged up in that game, and he was, you know, basically dump trucked on a couple of sacks um, in the I want to say late third quarter, and the Washington fifth quarterback of the year was a hair away from playing in that game. Uh, and he's no longer even on the roster, but Heineke stayed in there. Washington ultimately lost because they couldn't get off the field on third down. They couldn't stop the Bucks' offense. So uh, I, I guess from my perspective, a big matchup to watch here is you mentioned all the Bucks' injuries in the secondary. That, of course, sounds tempting to throw the football and to try and stretch. And I'm with you on, on, on that. That seems like a natural plan of attack. But the one thing that I wonder about and worry about, and I want to get your perspective on, in that playoff loss and playoff performance, there was no Vita Vea. There was no Devin White. And you can want to attack a weakness, i.e. the Bucs secondary, all you want. But if you can't protect and if you can't buy yourself time without – running around all over the place and acting like a crazy man, which Taylor Heineke seems to like to do and fans want him to do because they think that's what he's really good at. 
I don't know if you're going to be able to take advantage of what you should be able to take advantage of. Yeah, it's the the Buccaneers pass rush has been incredibly frustrating this year, even with Vea and, and Devin White. Devin White, who's having kind of a rough first half of the year, making a lot more mistakes than he normally does, only has one tackle for loss on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Vita Vea has been an absolute monster. He's always a monster. He's always going to be a monster. He just doesn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet. Uh, but he he will wreck plays without question. So the problem that we've seen so far this season, uh, especially against mobile quarterbacks, is they get pressure. They're able to blow up an opposing offensive line and get pressure. They're not closing. They're, they are not racking up the number of sacks that they should have. And there have been opportunities where they've had guys wrapped up and all of a sudden the quarterback escapes and is able to throw the ball 35 yards down the field, move the chains, get a new set of downs, and all of a sudden they're scoring when when things look to be you know going in the Buccaneers' defense favor. So Taylor Heineke provides that kind of second layer of threat with his mobility, how much, you know, he will use it or has been able to use it so far this season. You know, that's, that's a a totally different discussion, but having that ability, whether it's drawn up or, you know, improvisational, it's going to create problems for the Buccaneers pass rush because they've had a very difficult time trying to close. And in, I guess you could chalk it up as a win when they when a quarterback runs out of the pocket and they they flush him out to the sideline and he has to throw it away. Right. We've seen that happen a couple of times, but throwing it away isn't the same as getting a sack, setting the opposing offense back eight yards, uh, really setting them behind the chains, then being able to pin your ears back and get after him again. So the the pass rush is still kind of questionable for this Buccaneers defense, and I'm hoping to see some better things coming out of the bye week, but someone has to step up and be the closer for this team. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. So, so, I mean, I don't, again, I don't know if Washington's going to be able to take advantage of what I would think is their biggest advantage uh, in the matchup for the Buccaneers. Um, of course, you know, look, when you roll out with Tom Brady and, and Gronky and, and all the different weapons, like you said, you know, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller might come back uh, and, and just everybody that they have, I mean, tight end to Palooza, um, is it is it as simple as not taking penalties to put you in first and 15, first and 20, third and 14? Or is there something else that they need to take advantage of to assure that they're not going to have to sweat this game out on the road? No, it's it's as simple as stop shooting yourself in the foot, period. This is a this is an offense that should be able to impose its will on just about anybody that they face. They had trouble with the saints. Brady played a terrible game, turned the ball over three times. One of them being a a pick six. That was the dagger in, in the end of the game. But when you have Mike Evans and you have Chris Godwin, even without Antonio Brown, and, and I don't believe Rob Gronkowski is going to play this weekend. You still have OJ Howard. You still have Cameron Bray. You still have Tyler Johnson and, and you have Jalen Darden, the rookie who started to get involved a little bit. You got Leonard Fournette. They're still utilizing Rojo a little bit. Um, there's nothing that this offense can't do, no matter who they're going up against. It just seems like far too often they're going up against themselves. Mm-hmm. And and they keep, you know, they get called for holding on what would have been a a third and, and three conversion. And now all of a sudden it's third and 13. 
or it's a false start when they get into the opponent's territory, sets them back five yards, and now all of a sudden, you know, they three incomplete passes and you're punting instead of it, at the very least kicking a field goal. It, it's been a lot of self-sabotage for this team on really on both sides of the ball, more often the defense, but the offense still has some issues getting themselves right. Is there a way that, um, uh, let me think of the, the question that I want to ask because of what happened in that new Orleans game. And even though the new Orleans defense is way better than the Washington defense, is there any chance in your mind outside of the penalties? And, and, and I guess maybe the turnovers that maybe some of those struggles carry over. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I think this, a lot of people were saying it's too bad that the Bucs are going on a bye after this Saints game. And I'm thinking it's kind of the opposite. This is a, mm -hmm. a Tom Brady led offense that has had to sit and stew on that loss for two weeks. And I think they're probably going to play a really, really clean and a really efficient game. I see this kind of going the same way the Bears game did, where they only had one penalty in that entire game. Um, this is going to be a very angry and and it's going to be a team that's going to be out to prove a point yeah. and to make a statement. And I, I feel bad for for Washington if that is indeed the case, because this is a team that can hang 50 points on you without without batting an eye. Exactly. And no Montez Sweat. He's already uh, unofficially but officially been ruled out for the game and. Uh, here's what I know because I was obviously at the game last uh, last January. Um, Chase Young did not even get really close to Tom Brady, uh, you know. So that's going to be a factor. Now Jonathan Allen is somebody you guys have to worry about uh, on the interior, but he's and he's been a one man wrecking crew, but it just hasn't been enough. All right, we'll come back and finish up uh, the crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Bucks, Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, along with James Jarko. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, we will have our final score predictions and some over under and some betting line information for you right here on this crossover Thursday. Our friends over at betonline.ag are back and better than ever with a new web interface to start off the basketball season now of the college basketball season get hyped for that more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season head to the new updated desktop or mobile website sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for a 50% welcome bonus, you want to deposit 100, they're going to give you 50. You just want to deposit 50, they're going to give you an extra 25 from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, all the way down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Right along with James Yarko, Locked on Bucks podcast. I'm Chris Russell, Locked on Washington football team podcast. This is a crossover Thursday edition as we wrap up. Uh, and James, let's just quickly go through the keys to victory. I mean, I think I kind of get from, from your sense, as long as they don't turn the ball over, meaning uh, the Buccaneers or uh, penalty of Palooza, is there another key that jumps out to you for them to walk away with a W from FedEx Field on Sunday? To me, a lot of it has to do. I, I love Antonio Gibson. Uh, I, I think he's the he is the kind of player that can completely change a football game. 
but I'm not so worried about Antonio Gibson in this particular game. The Bucks' rush defense is still one of the best in the NFL. They've gotten you know, gouged a little bit. Khalil Herbert had a, a really good game against them in the in the second half, got to 100 yards rushing. And then Mark Ingram it was really an impact player mm -hmm. out of the backfield for the New Orleans Saints two weeks ago. But I'm looking at somebody that I feel is one of the absolute hands-down best at their position in the National Football League, but not having the best of years, and that is wide receiver Terry McLaurin. Uh, you know, in three games this season, he's looked like Terry McLaurin, gone over 100 yards, but in every other game, he's below 70. So going up against a injured, depleted Buccaneer secondary, if McLaurin starts to get hot, that could prove to be very problematic. So to me, uh, one of the one of the keys to victory is that Jamel Dean needs to cover Terry McLaurin. Opposing quarterbacks right now have the same passer rating throwing against Jamel Dean as they would if they just spiked the ball. I, that's that's how good Jamel Dean has been and stepped up. So if you want to not shoot yourself in the foot with with penalties, great. But don't allow the Washington football team to do what they do and let you know, Gibson or let Terry McLaurin take over this game, which he absolutely can. Yeah, I think that's a really good nugget on Jamel Dean. I, I will say this. I I'm worried about that matchup. I'm a little less worried if, honestly, Curtis Samuel and Yami Brown and Logan Thomas all return Absolutely. from their injuries. And again, we just don't know at this point. So we'll have to wait and see not only for Friday, but also perhaps Sunday morning uh, when enacteds are uh, due. As far as McLaurin goes, I, I don't think the struggles, quite honestly, are really on him. It's not like he's slowed down or or or, or not been, you know, dropping too many passes or anything like that. I, I largely think it's Taylor Hunt. Heineke, and that's, you know, and that's going to be my ultimate, you know, uh, X factor, if you will, in this game is, is can Taylor Heineke take advantage of that uh, and, and some of the secondary issues that you mentioned? And, and, and I'll just throw this out. Washington can move the football on first and second down. That hasn't been really the problem where they have stunk in so many ways consistently, especially of late uh, is in the red zone. That's number one. Uh, but third down efficiency, fourth down efficiency, because they go for it a lot, as most teams now do. Third down efficiency, fourth down efficiency, red zone efficiency, and goal to go efficiency, James, they el stinko. And because of that, you know, it's hard for me to see that they're going to win this game over a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, which may not be totally healthy with Brown and, you know, Gronkowski and may shoot themselves in the foot. I, I just... You know, I don't see it. Can they keep it close? Maybe. I, I don't know how you feel about the number in this game, which opened up, I think, at nine and a half and is about 10. Yeah, the Bucks are favored by 10. Uh, over under is 51 and a half. Those numbers coming from our friends at, at betonline.ag. Um, I will say this real quick before we, we get into the prediction. Even if Logan Thomas doesn't come back, I am a certified card-carrying member of the Ricky Seals-Jones fan club. I love Ricky Seals-Jones, and that guy can make some plays, he especially can. in the red zone. And, and it's funny, you bring up the third down efficiency. The Bucks' defense is not so great at getting stops on third down, so something's going to have to give in uh, in this one between the two sides. I, I think it's going to be the Bucks' defense uh, stepping up, getting the ball, like I mentioned in the last segment, 
this is a team that has had to stew on their worst loss since losing to the Saints 38 to 3 in prime time last year. Very frustrating. Tom Brady was beside himself with the way that he played. This is a team that's going to come out firing, looking to make a statement. They have the weapons to do it. I don't think Chase Young gets close enough to touch Tom Brady again in this one. I'm going to take the Bucks 38 to 13. Yeah, I'm going to I'm probably going to go a little bit closer on my final score prediction, but I'm going to take the Bucks to cover um you know whatever it ultimately winds up being 10, 9 and a half, 10 and a half, wherever the number ultimately goes before game time. Uh, but I feel pretty confident in that. I'm going to probably say Tampa Bay 27, Washington 14. Maybe they get up to 17. Uh, this is not a very produce, uh, productive offense, again, in the red zone, in goal-to-goal efficiency. So uh, I'm going to have to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Even though it's a home game for Washington, there'll be plenty of Bucks fans, as we know, and there'll be plenty of empty seats because nobody really goes to Washington games anymore, which you know Tampa fans used to experience uh, as well. I don't think that's going to be a factor at all. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd be very surprised if Washington is there with a chance at the end to win this game. I I, I can't rule it out, but I'd be very, uh, very surprised. So I'll take Washington, uh, plus the number on that. All right. So there you have our predictions, our keys to the game, our key storylines, matchups. Uh, thank you everybody for making today's episode of Locked on Bucks and Locked on Washington football team podcast on this crossover Thursday edition. Your first lesson, a listen, not lesson, listen of the day. Uh, remember, we are free and available on all platforms. Uh, now make your second listen of the day. The Peacock and Williamson NFL show with Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, giving you the expert analysis on the NFL in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. If you have a question or a voicemail and a take for the Bucks side, you can hit up James and David at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. That's LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail 813-444-5841. If you have a question for me on the Washington side and David, you can email LockedWFTPod at gmail.com or call on the voicemail 301 615 3577. That's 301-615-3577. James, that's going to do it for us. Let's not have it be another, uh, what, three and a half, four years, a Super Bowl, a uh, all-time elite quarterback shift before we talk again, okay? Absolutely, absolutely. It was a pleasure, Chris. I enjoyed yeah, it. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for being with us on the Lockdown Bucks, Lockdown Washington football team crossover Thursday.